That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and he went straight to the good stuff. Well, he, he's a smart man. That's why. <laughs> he is a smart man. Hey, Cast Grid listeners, uh, welcome to another episode of Cast Grid Life with Mike and Leo. And we have a very special guest right now today in the house with us. And uh, before I introduce him, we were talking about how he's al- he already got started. And it's a little he, early, he, right? Uh, you know what? It's, it's five o'clock somewhere, brother. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It's five Don't o- ever say it's too early. Right, right, Norm? It's five o'clock somewhere? Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love right. it. I love it. And uh, so we started setting up a little earlier than, you know, f- than normal for us. Right. And we were going to think we were thinking we weren't going to drink, well, but. Well, we're on location, too. We are on location. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. we'll talk about that in just a bit. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and Norm. Uh, what were you drinking? What do you What do you got in your cup over there? Coffee. Coffee <laughs> with a little extra, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have. I'm doing something totally different. I'm actually gonna be drinking a beer, which I normally don't do, but it's a Firestone Mind Haze IPA, which is a. You ain't gonna start burping and stuff during juicy the show. Juicy hazy. You? You're gonna <laughs> no. be all gassy and stuff. That's just not right. <laughs> No, what are you drinking, Mike? Uh, I'm going to McAllen, man. Oh, McAllen 12, yeah. McAllen's, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. What's that? A little bit of ice. I'm going to have some McAllen scotch. Oh, scotch. Yeah. Scotch. Wow. I, you know what, Norm? I think there's some in your cup. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think somebody slipped some in there. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why the coffee tastes so good. <laughs> and like I mentioned, we have a very, very uh, unique, special guest, unique for us and, and for a lot of people out there in the population. Uh, Norm, go ahead and introduce yourself to the uh, to the audience with your full name and where you're from originally. Dude, you act like you're I doing was, interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> I was born and raised in Monrovia. Oh. I was born on Route 66 in Monrovia. Uh-huh. And if you're equated with Route 66, that was the only way you could get to the East Coast was out Huntington Drive to go to the East Coast. To go to the East Coast. So uh, specifically, we are on location in Monrovia, California. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, for those of you that are a little bit of a history buffs and or know a little bit of something about the United States and its history. Uh, you're right, Norm. Route 66 was the only way to get cross country. Cross country to the East Coast. To the East Coast. And did you ever travel that route, Norm? No, but, but at, later on in my life, I worked for the Union Pacific Railroad. Okay, so we we'll, we will get to that yeah, story. We, we got to start giving some context here because Norm's giving some pearls over here. Norm, <laughs> can you give us the year you were born? August the fourth, nineteen twenty-six. That's right. So, folks, you heard that correctly. That's right. Nineteen twenty-six. Right. All right. So, how old does that uh, save me from doing the math? No, I wasn't how, good at math. How young? How does young that make are you, you, Norm? How young am I? Yeah. yeah. Um, ninety-five. 95 year, years old, folks. That makes Norm the person who has the most stories of anybody we've ever talked to. That's that is that correct. Means. That is correct. Mike is correct. And uh, looking forward to some of those probably very unique and, yeah. and uh, unique stories that you have, Norm. Um, so Monrovia, California, you're 95 years old. And so you're from the area. Seen a lot of changes, I bet. Oh, a lot. Was this all fields back in the day? Back in the days, this this town was precious as hell. Really? Really? Okay. Yes. So um, I, I would like also to note that um, Norm here, before we get any further, Norm was one of our, was our, our second referral, right? Our second referral guest? I think so. Yep. And... From episode 18, our good friend Manny was no, on man. that. No, man, it was 19. Oh, 19. My bad. <laughs> From episode 19, our good friend Manny, he referred, he's good friends with Norm, and uh, he referred him to us, and, and Manny's in the room with us uh, as well. Cause yeah, but we're not letting him talk, so, <laughs> so Manny just has to stay we, in the background. We didn't, give him, we didn't give him a mic. <laughs> we didn't give Manny a mic because he already had his turn. Now it's Norm's turn. But but he is in the background and, uh, to assist us with, with Norm because he knows him so well. But... Uh, you know, Norm. Let's let's talk about. Um, you made a statement there that back back in those days, Monrovia was very prejudiced. Yes, it's a prejudiced town. Um, let's let, let's let the listeners know where where that comes from. So you, you are. Uh, uh, what race are you? I'm black. 
You're black. Okay. And uh, so you've seen some things in your days. Yes, I have. Yeah. So tell me, uh, is there any particular story or stories, short stories that you can share that maybe you experienced that prejudice? Yes. First of all, uh, I was born on Route 66, mm -hmm. which was Huntington Drive in Monrovia. Okay. Right up the street was Canyon, Canyon Street. And right there, there's an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And all the black kids and the Mexican kids had to go there. They couldn't go to the, uh, they had eight other school districts in Monrovia. We couldn't go to any of them. Wow. I don't know about you, Mike, but that's kind of hard to, you know, wrap well, my mind around. No, not really. I mean, you, you read about it in history books, but the, the difference is that I'm hearing it from somebody who lived it. That's a very different thing. That I, is. I can imagine, Norm, I mean, you know, lots of people, you know, say, oh, I read that. I listened to that. I heard that or whatever. But no, you, I, you lived it. I experienced it. That's a whole different, whole different exactly. story. Exactly. And, and I know he's a little bit going out of contact. It's Manny, by the way. He's yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, damn, Manny <laughs> got slipped in. When he said he was born in Route 66, he was literally born at the house, not at Arcadia Methodist. Yeah. And I, tell, him, tell him why you weren't born at Arcadia Methodist. First of all. There was no Arcadia Methodist at that time. Okay. They had a, a hospital in Monrovia, mm -hmm. and they had the county hospital in Los Angeles. Okay. And as black people, we couldn't go to either one of them. Wow. So I was born at home with a midwife. Okay, born in the house you lived in. Because it, you, weren't, it, you weren't allowed I, I to lived go in on, there. I lived on Route 66, which yeah. was Huntington Drive in Monrovia, and I was born right there. Where, are you an only child? No, I have a, a sister and a brother. Sister and a brother. Um, so, so Mike, you hit it on the nail as far as what I was kind of trying to grasp my my, uh, my head around. Yeah. Is that you're, you're right. We've, we've watched it on movies. We've read about it. We've been yeah. taught it. But to actually hear it from somebody that, that lived through that, that's well, what's... Uh, yeah, and the other thing is, is, I mean, Norm's 95 years old, and I can tell when you're telling us the story how vivid it is for you. Yes, it You is. remember it very clearly. Yes, I do. And so you had to be uh, at home because they literally wouldn't allow you to go inside, right? If you right. had attempted to go inside, exactly, then you would have maybe been carting off in a squad car or something exactly. like that. So throughout I, your school, your schooling, Norm, did you did you have to go to a, a, a separate school your entire schooling? We had to go to Huntington School, mm -hmm. which was an all-black Mexican school. Mm-hmm. We couldn't go to any other school in the district, and they had at least eight other schools, elementary schools in Monrovia. Mm -hmm. We couldn't go to any of them. Wow, wow! Despite that, Norm, how was your childhood? How I consider myself having a great childhood because we used to kick a lot of ass. And <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> And we had we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we we lived down there in our neighborhood, and we had fun. Mm -hmm. But there was so much prejudice. Yeah, you would not believe. I I, I could not believe it. I, it's hard for me to, to it, grasp it's, around. It's really hard. It's really hard. Tell them about the swimming pool in the city. Oh, the the, the thing about the swimming pool. Mm -hmm. We could only swim in the swimming pool in Monrovia mm -hmm. on Mondays. Because they changed the water on Tuesdays. Get out of here. No, I'm, that's a true fact. They're, really? So yes. they're required to flush the water. And, and, and after let me tell you something about me. Mm -hmm. I was the only one mm -hmm. at that Monrovia pool who could dive off the diving board and swim all the way from one end to the other underwater without coming up. I held that record and I still hold it. Really? Yes. That's. That's amazing. Congratulations for that. Yeah, That's I still have that record. <laughs> Is that an Olympic like size pool that you were swimming across? Yes. Huh. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a long stretch, man. That is a long stretch. Wow. Yeah. Very, very neat. Very neat. So, Norm, so you know, you you started off by no fault of your own. You you're raised in this community that, you know, is segregated, keeps you separate from the white people. Um, you at some point, you know, get through your schooling. And what did you de decide to do with your life at that point, after school? Well, first of all, I left the high school. 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing too good in it in, in at school. Okay. And the only thing that was in my mind was at that time I was young, 16, 17 years old. The only thing that was in my mind is that I had to make money to survive in this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I did was I concentrated on math and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm. So eventually I vo- volunteered for the Navy at 17, left the high school, and volunteered in the Navy at 17 and went into the Navy. Okay. So that's, you've, that's you've, like 37, 1937, right, Norm? When did you, when, what year was it that you went into the Navy? Do you recall? No, you were 17, so that would have been like what, 1942. All right. Yeah, so 1942. 42. Yeah. 42. 42. So, so 1942 and those years around it, we're talking World War II. World War II. All right. So, and you're fully aware of what's going on in the world at that time at 17. Right. Yeah. And you still made that decision like, I need to make some money. I'm going to learn math and I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and go into the Navy. Right. Well, I got a question. It's not unusual that I do, but um, <laughs> what? So, you talk about all the prejudice back in '25, the segregation that took place, and I'm not hearing a lot of anger from you from experience. That you talk about your childhood, and you say you had a great childhood, and you know you even make a great comment like oh, we we're kicking some ass well, and all that stuff. The only thing we were fighting all the time, we we had to fight. Nothing was ever given to us. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You had to fight for everything you got. Everything we got, we had to fight for. Mm-hmm. And and our whole life was based around Huntington School, mm-hmm. which was in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that was almost our whole life as kids. But how come, Hunt- but if you don't mind me asking, how come I'm not hearing anger from you? You just, you just sound like somebody who's like, okay, well, this is the card I was dealt, and I'm going to play that card. Well, back in the day, I had a lot of anger. Oh, you okay. did? Oh, yeah, I had a lot of anger back in the day. Okay. But not now. So, all right. So, and and w- one other thing, I want to make this very clear. Mm. If I had to live anywhere else, I wouldn't want to live anywhere but Monrovia. Really? Really. With all I went through, yeah. I still love Monrovia. And you love your country because after being treated oh, that way, um, right? I fought for my country. But let me ask you a question, Norm. So you're not treated well, clearly, when you're you know you come into this country. Um, you get your education and you're segregated, and you talk about this bullshit about a pool and all that other crap, and you still choose to go fight for your country. Can you tell us a little bit why, after going through that when you're growing up, you chose to represent and defend a country that treated you that way? Why? Because I love America. But what do you love about it? Everything about it. I love the people in it. The uh, there's, there's a lot of good people in America. Mm-hmm. There's a few bad ones, mm. but there's a lot of good people in America. Trust me, there really are. Oh, I know. That's a badass statement and coming from somebody who's There's one of them right there. And yeah. He's all right. <laughs> and and, and for, the, for the listeners, he's pointing at, at Manny. Um, you mentioned earlier that Manny is your best friend. Yes. Uh, can you tell us, I didn't ask you why, but how did that happen? How did that come to be? Well, how'd we first meet Manny? Well, um, you know, my father, and I don't want to get too much into myself. If you guys heard my podcast, you know the history there, but, um, was very patriotic and he was an immigrant to this country. And he always encouraged me to join a VFW, American Legion. And so when he passed away, about a year later, I went and joined the Monrovia VFW, where I met this man. And um, right away, I guess we adopted each other. We just clicked. We just clicked. Yeah. Mm. You clicked. And it's been four or five years now. Yeah. And so At least four or five yeah, years. And that's, that's where, where it came from. Uh, also, when he was a patrolman, I did a ride along with him. <laughs> Tell us oh. about. We got to get to that story. We're going to get to that story right, right now because you did mention you started mentioning it to me, but I think it's a neat story, and you're very proud of that story because you said you you that was one of the best stories of your life. Can you share that with the listeners? Yes. 
first of all, I did a ride along with him. Mm -hmm. Over the process of one night, mm -hmm. we stopped like six people mm -hmm. for different things. And out of the six people, he let four of them go. Mm. And that's unusual for a policeman. Mm. So that surprised you? That surprised the hell out of me that I was his backup. Mm -hmm. I was sitting in the car. Uh -huh. I was his backup. And I watched him do his job. And and he let at four people out of the six go. One of the people he couldn't let go was this guy was sitting in the back seat. His lady was driving. Uh -huh. There was so much marijuana. At that time, marijuana was illegal. Uh -huh. There was some smoke. I was getting high back there in the police car. <laughs> I'm serious. I told, didn't I tell you that? <laughs> there, there was so much smoke coming out of that goddamn window. I was getting high back there. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's, that's a good story. Yeah. So, so, did so he, 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 had, he had to send him to jail. Mm. Yeah, so he, obviously, yeah, he couldn't let him go. No, he had to go. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another one that he had to, he couldn't let go as he well. He couldn't right? let go either. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, that, to me, that sounds like, like my, you know, my good friend, my best friend, Manny, too. You know, yeah. that I could co totally see that. So And, and I got to tell you something else. When it comes to the uh, patrolman, mm -hmm. he's the best. Awesome. He is the best. Yep, because you got to see I, it in person. I'll, I'll go anywhere with him. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll go anywhere. If he calls me up and tells me, Norman, I'm coming to pick you up. I'm going on a robbery or whatever. <laughs> I'm going. We'll edit that out. <laughs> I, have, I, I, have that, I have that much trust in him. I really do. Yep. You're, that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That is. That is. No, I was just going to say, why do you think he let those other people go? He, well, because it, it wasn't that bad a deal. And so uh, he he felt sorry for him, I guess, or I don't know what the reason was. Mm -hmm. But he, he cared let, about him. He, huh? he cared about him. And let him go. Yeah. Now was that your first hands-on experience of of law enforcement? You know, in the works. Yes, the second one was coming across that freeway at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a hell of an emergency. It was. <laughs> His wife was waiting for him. <laughs> they had a bad, they had a bad wreck on the freeway. Oh, did they? Yep. Oh wow. So you you had to you had to get on over there real quick. Yeah, because she called him. Mm hmm. Now was that the, the first time ever in your life to uh to hit the three digit speed? Yes. How'd that feel for you? Oh, scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I retired. Do <laughs> <laughs> I get fired for that? Right? <laughs> scary as hell. <laughs> So that's I'm glad that you were able to see that side of Manny and of that and of law enforcement as well, because it gives you a different perspective. Right. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Norm, how different is that from your impression of police officers back in the 30s? <laughs> no comparison. Yeah, that's, a, 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 that's what I figured. No this, comparison. This guy is something else. Yeah. yeah. No, he is. I, I vouch for that as well. Mike and yep. I vouch for that as well. So let's get into uh, you. You you know you volunteer for the Navy. It's wartime. Where'd you end up? Where'd they end up shipping you off to? After the invasion invasion of the Philippines, mm -hmm. and and also I had, I got a bronze stars for that, and I was also involved in in. The invasion of Okinawa, hmm. which I also got a bronze star for. That's amazing. Congratulations to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your service, by the way. You're welcome. Thank you, man. So you're involved in these campaigns in the Philippines and Okinawa. Okinawa, Japan. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, um, you know, you, you with, with, you know, with the grace of God's hand, you, you make it back. I and, made it back. And how long were you in the Navy? Three years. Three years in the Navy? Yep. And so after this. And, and one other thing. Yes. When I came out of the Navy, mm -hmm. I came back to Monrovia. And I could not even join the, the American Legion. Are you serious? Because of my color. We had to start our own post. Really? Didn't matter. Didn't matter that you served the country. The same country. Same country. 
couldn't join the American Legion. Hmm. And I'm sure there was quite a, a lot of you at this point, a lot of you veterans that were back home. A, a lot of black was, was back here in Monrovia. Yep. So did you, you helped start one of the first. We started our own. We named it after Philip Adams because he was the only black person in Monrovia that was killed in the war. So we named it the post after him. The Phillips Adams American Legion post? Uh, yeah. Black, black, uh, you have to, did you have to distinguish in the name that it was black only? Or? No. No. Anybody could join. We weren't prejudiced like that. So you, you didn't reciprocate the prejudiceness? No. You welcomed anybody? Anybody that wanted to join. We didn't care. Man. It's pretty amazing to sit here with someone who actually had boots on the ground yep. uh, during World War II. That's just crazy. Like I, like I was saying before, you know, you see movies, you read books and all of that. Oh, it's not the same. One thing I left out. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. When I went into the Navy mm-hmm. at the age of 17, I decided to get circumcised in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> Because I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Or tell us why. They did the surgery. Mm-hmm. Sent me back to my crew. Mm-hmm. They started telling dirty jokes. All the stitches came back out. Oh. I had to go back in and have it done all over again. Then they isolated me. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I also did one tour of submarine duty. Did you really? And that was the scariest exercise I ever did in my life. I'm not a claustrophobic person, but I've been in muse- in submarine museums. Oh, my and God. And I cannot imagine having to live any amount of time. Well, the, the, underwater with that pressure, mm-hmm. you would not believe it. And how much training did you get to, to, to do that mission, that deployment? I, I didn't get any. They just... <laughs> Put me on there. Yeah. Are you serious? I kind of figured. I kind of figured that's what happened. Yeah, they just put me on there. Yeah. With no training at all. No training at all. So they didn't prepare you for like all that pressure, being Uh, in that tube? None of that stuff. Just get in there and get it done. It just put me on there. Wow. Did some guys lose it in there? Yeah. Yeah. They lost it. No, I'm sorry, man. You keep cutting me off, dude. Because <laughs> I have you to my back. No, you, you, you're just paying me back for what I usually do to yeah. you. <laughs> that is true. Um, what, why do you think that, I mean, you're making it really clear that it was a really difficult thing to do, but you, you got through it. What made you get through it, you think? Just getting thrown in a tube, basically underwater. The will. Mm. The will to live. Mm. That's all you had going for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that came naturally to you, or do you think that came from where you grew up and where you came from? And it's where I came from, and I was strong, and all that kind of stuff. The do you think the environment that you that you grew up in made you that way, built you that way? Yes. Yeah. Your, your parents strong. Yes, very strong. Very strong. Did your your father serve? No, he didn't. No, he was he was. There was no war going on when he was. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen this in movies, uh, Norm. Th- these these depict what I'm going to ask you, but I'd like to hear it straight from you, from your from your voice, from your mouth. During actual combat, right? Or even if you're not actually involved in in combat, but when you're out there, boots on the ground, did color matter at that point? Yes. It still mattered. Yeah, I was on board ship, and it still mattered. Because the blacks weren't allowed only to handle ammunition. They weren't allowed to handle guns at all. Hmm. But if your gunner's mate got killed, then it was your job to get up there and take over, mm-hmm. which I did at one point. Mm-hmm. So you were only allowed to handle the ammunition unless... The gunner. No, no, no. Oh. You were allowed to handle ammunition, mm-hmm. but not the guns. But not the guns. Right. Right. Unless they were taken out. Unless they were taken out. And then you'd have to go up there and take over. Right. Wow. And Norm, they didn't train you to do that either, did they? No, they didn't train me for that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, and keep getting thrown into these situations without no training. See, what, what, what you don't understand was, 
the service was prejudice. Mm. All the way down the line, mm -hmm. it was prejudice mm -hmm. when it came to blacks. Mm. So they didn't train you for none of this stuff. Mm. All this stuff you had to do on your own. Do you remember something that happened of when they bombed Pearl Harbor, I believe it was, mm -hmm. and that and that black guy took over that gun mm -hmm. and shot down all those planes or yeah. what, whatever he did. Yeah. You remember that? I remember reading about that. Okay, yeah. you remember reading about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was not trained for that. Yeah. He just did it on his own. Yep. That's a whole new level of grit right yeah. there, bro. That's yeah. a whole you're fine. Level. You're fine. A gun you never even had in your hand before. Mm-hmm. And you just you're you're learning as you're do as you're using it exactly, and you're you're acting upon what you've been watching somebody else do. If what what you're watching someone else do, mm -hmm. and get the experience of all that power mm -hmm. in your hand, mm -hmm. and it's 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 just really weird. I mean, really strange. Yeah, just yeah. Blo it blows out your ears too, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Blows them out. So you come back from the war. And how did you feel inside as far as having served your country? You know what? I felt good about serving my country mm -hmm. till I got back home. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. When I got back home, I couldn't even join the American Legion. Right. Yeah, that's got to so, feel so, shitty. So you know how that made me feel. Yeah. I'm fucking angry is what it would make me feel. I can understand how, you know, you mentioned earlier that you were, you did have some anger when you were young and I, and I can see why. Yeah, absolutely. It's a natural thing to be or to have. No, I'd be hella pissed off. It's yeah. bullshit. Exactly. Goes and does all that and for the country. And then you come back to the country you protected and then they treat you like shit. Yeah. That's not fair. But I still don't see, I mean, I know I keep coming back to this norm, but. You just look like a like a a person who has like kind of a peace inside about your life. I do. When you look back on it, even though you're sharing some stuff that yeah. is kind of making me angry right now, to be yeah, honest with I, you, I know it's making it's kind of pissing me off. And me too. <laughs> right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm also kind of tranquilized because I'm I'm getting a vibe from you, like you're in a different place now. And maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Do you see the world is a little different? than it was back then or you still see because you know a lot of times you read about racism and you read about what the world is like and what world's going uh, to shit and all I, that other I, stuff I think it's a lot better now than it was then you believe that but but it's still it's still not right agreed it still has some work it still has a lot of work to do mm -hmm. now in in recent years specifically um there's been a lot of protests and a lot of you know social movements about you know, uh, racism, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and and it's still going on and it's still going on. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are that are, are saying they're they're basically claiming that it's like it used to be. They're not acknowledging the progress that's been made. What do you think? Has there been pro I mean, you just said it there has been progress, but there's still work to be done. There's still work to be done, mm -hmm. but there's been a lot of progress. You're right. There's been some progress because mm -hmm. we got senators and congressmen and all that kind of stuff now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's still work to be done, but there's been a lot of progress. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. That uh, I'm 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 glad that in we're, my lifetime we're finally getting a voice. Mm. Good. As mm. you should. Which we never had before. Yep. That's a start. That's a start for sure. Norm, you said when you came back, you know, sound pretty shitty when you got back. How long did it take <clears throat> before you started to feel like, like you walk around today and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I see your hat. You're sitting there wearing a World War II U.S. Navy hat. And all I, it's just like massive respect, right? Um, I'm imagining that you do get that a bit when you wear a hat like that and people see you today. Am I wrong? Say what now? I said, I'm imagining that when today, if you were out and about, and someone sees you wearing that hat from World War II veteran, you get a lot of respect for that today. Yeah, because they thank me right, for my service. But when you got back, you didn't get thanked for I, your service. I, I never got none of that. 
how long were you back before you started to even see that? Oh, a long time. Was it very long? Like it, it was a long time. 10, 20 plus years, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So how did you not just really get how did how did you not go dark? I guess is what I'm trying to say. How did you not go like screw this shit? I ain't gonna. I, this country is fucking me over left and right. I'm over it. It's always been. It's been rough from the get. How did you stay on the path that brings you here to 95 years old and and that peace that I'm I'm sensing with from you in your life? This is my country. Mm. It's the love of the country. It's the love of my country. Wow. Yep. How do you think you fell in love with it? Where is it? Tell me another better place. Mm, that's what I always tell people. Mm. Where well, is another place? Tell me somewhere else is better than America. It's a big rock, and you and and it's a valid argument. Yeah. Yeah. America's the best place, best country on earth. You learn that you know a lot about this planet when you travel to other countries. I, I I've been fortunate to travel around the world a bit. You can travel anywhere you want, and you remember. You'll home. always remember America. Mm. That is very true. I, don't, I haven't traveled as much, but I have traveled enough to know that that is a very true statement. It's a true fact. Yeah. So, so Norm, you uh, you helped start you and your your uh, townmates from Monrovia helped start the the your own American Legion, and uh, at some point, you know, you still have that. I got to make money, right? So, what what profession, what industry did you get uh, did you get into? I was like a contractor. Okay. And what and what did you do? Let, let, let me let me explain to you about that electrical contractor thing. Yes, sir. I uh, I was an electrical contractor, mm-hmm. but before I became electrical contractor, I had to study. And when I took the test, I passed it. Mm-hmm. I went over to Los Angeles, took the test, and I passed it. And I became the only third black electrical contractor in the whole state of California. No, so not only in the city or county, but in the state. In the whole state. Man. I was the third one. What year is this, Norm? Would you say? Oh, God. It's probably like late 40s, 40s, 50s, 50s something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Third, you're you're only one of three in the whole state. One of, of three in the whole state. Hmm. So, Norm, wasn't it hard to get work? And, and the reason why that was is because the plumbers mm-hmm. and the electricians mm-hmm. had the unions all sold up and everything mm-hmm. that nobody could get in. So they wouldn't let you in. They wouldn't let you in. So, okay, so you, you take the test, you pass... You get your license. You're one of three black men in all of the state of California. And I'm electrician. I become an independent contractor. So was it tough to get work? No, I got a lot of work. You got a lot of work. Yeah, but not, but mostly from other I, other other black I, people. I was honest, and I did good work. So I got a lot of white people's work. Did you good? Okay, yeah. I got it. So you didn't sense all this racism that you talk about before. You didn't sense that as much when you were contracting or same? Half and half. All right. So less. Less. Really? Just because they cared about the quality of the work? Well, the quality, quality of my work, yes. Mm-hmm. And referrals, right? Because you'd get referred. And my price was a lot cheaper than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to do that, too. That was the main thing, the money. <laughs> yeah. You you were a businessman. You knew how to get that business. I knew how to get that business. <laughs> so so did that business grow for you? Yes. Yeah, you did pretty good. I did good. How long were you an electrician? Meaning that you had that business. Forty two years. Whoa! And let me tell you something else about me. Hmm. I served on over a hundred juries. Did you really? And I got a certificate at home on my wall. Uh-huh. Thanking me for my hundred services on the jury. You know why I did jury duty? Why? I learned so damn much about the law. Oh my gosh. That's, that's why smart. I did jury duty. You learn so much about the law. You do. That you, do. you normally wouldn't know about. Agreed. 
But you, you know why I think you did it too? Is another way for you to serve your, your community and your country. Well, that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just like but a I, running theme. But I want to learn so much about the law. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, and you know what? That's some, something that people do not realize. They see jury duty as um, like a, a burden. I know. But that's an inter- interesting perspective. But if you want to learn about the law, do jury duty and you'll learn a lot about the law. Yes, sir. That is so true. Did you want to learn about the law, Norm, because you wanted to know what the rules were? Yeah. Because yeah. as a black man, you right. had to know the law. Right. I remember an incident happened in Pasadena. Of, they brought this guy in for drunk driving. And what at that time, they took you into the urinal. You had to pass your urinal, mm-hmm. your urine. Mm-hmm. And then they brought you back out and made you wait for 30 minutes, then set you back in again. And then that's a test they took. Because they couldn't take the first test. Mm. For some reason, you can't take the first test. Right. I don't know why. Mm. So that's what they did. But this guy faked it. And he let them know he faked it. So they had to let him go. (laughs) 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 So, so Norm, you weren't only learning the law. You were learning the loopholes. I was learning everything. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Smart man. How how come you didn't become a lawyer? (laughs) No, right. I'm not educated enough. I I disagree with you. You yeah. got a you got a hell of an education in life. I, I left school at 17. Mm. You may not have been educated enough, but that doesn't mean you weren't intelligent enough. Yeah, because that's those are two different things, right there. Go yeah. ahead and take a sip of that, of your of your nice uh, coffee there. Well, it's Mac- it's McAllen coffee. <laughs> it's the McAllen yeah, coffee. It's McAllen coffee, bro. <laughs> let's, let's not misconstrue so, what it is. So so Mike, I'm you know. As you know, here with you real time, listening to Norm's stories and they're just, you know, they're even more fascinating hearing them from him as opposed to, you know, watching it on TV or or, or reading about it, Um, even though, you know, I'm sure they'd be just as good. But uh, it's just wow. That's all I got to say. Well, I mean, anytime you hear a person's life and especially Norm's, that was so it encompasses such a huge time timescape right mm-hmm. and we're talking from 25 and here we are in 22 yep it's almost 100 years right exactly so it, you you, it, you find out well let me ask you this norm do you think that people are just still people clothes is different technology is different houses look a little bit different but do you think that the people back in the 20s 30s and 40s when you think of them growing up do you still think you know what Still, you still see those same kind of people uh, here today, or do you think people have changed a lot, in your opinion? What race of people are we talking about? It's a good question. You pick one. Black I, people. I, Let's I, say I, black people. Black people have changed a lot, but they've lost. They're, they're still. They're still, some of them are the same, but they've changed a lot. In a good way? Their, their opinions have changed a lot in, in in a good way. In a good way? In a good way. You think they learned the rules a little bit better? Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah? Less violence and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Using their brains more yeah. to get what they need to get done. Exactly their, right. Their fists. They, they decided that their brain is more important than the gun. Mm-hmm. What about people who are not black? I think they've changed a lot, too. Okay. I, I think they've come to understand us better and the whole works. And they understand us. And I think they care a little more about us. Hmm. You think there's more respect? I think there's more respect. Yeah. Yes, I do. That's good. I, I think there's a lot more respect. I have a question about people in general. Norm, you know, you've lived 10 10 decades pretty much of your life. Um, You've seen a lot of change. Comparing people today and in recent years to the people of the 30s, 40s, 50s, who were the hardier people? 
the ones back then in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or the ones now? Who is hardier? What do you mean hardier? Like beefier? What do you <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, just like grittier, you know, more, oh. more determined, more, you know, unstoppable. Well, see, there are so many people setting their ways. They're never going to change. Mm. <laughs> I agree with you. Good point. So those people I can't speak for. Right. True. But I think there's been some changes. Yeah. You at some point, or uh, I can't remember if we this was on air or not, but um, you mentioned you worked for Union Pacific also. Did you mention you worked for the Union Pacific Railroad? Yes. At what point in your life did you do that? I was like 17 years old, mm. and I left school, and I, I I went to work for Union Pacific. Mm-hmm. This was a short, short run. Okay. And what happened was I get on the train in Los Angeles, ride it to o- Omaha, Nebraska, where we picked up the dining cards and everything. Mm. And then we'd go into Chicago. We'd feed the people along the way mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And the thing about it is, they all had beds and stuff to sleep in. We slept on the dining room tables. No way. The same tables that we served them on, we slept on them at night. They didn't even know it. <laughs> in the dining carts, on in, the in tables. The, in the dining carts. That's where we slept, on the dining room tables. Wow. Because the Pacific Railroad told you that that's, that's your bed? Yeah, the Union Pacific Railroad. Mm-hmm. That's where we slept. Was so you it's were crazy, man. You were part of the service crew. Huh? You were the service crew. Yeah. That 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 was my way of making some extra money. And this was right before the Navy? Long before the Navy. Way before the Navy. Yeah. Okay. And and just to put it in perspective for some of the audience members that might not realize it, the the railroad system was other than buses was a primary form of transportation right this is pre uh, exactly this is pre-airlines yeah right no there weren't any planes in her there, there weren't no th- that airlines. wasn't a thing back then no airlines at all you either got a, to a uh, you got across the country uh, in a car or a train train or a bus or a bus yeah now p- did people have to be uh well off to ride the train they had to do what did they have to be well off like did they have to have decent money to ride the train oh, of course Ride anything. So even a bus caught it, w- it was. Yes. So what did the poor people? Uh, how did they travel? Car. A car. Yes. Hmm. Or buses. Okay. Gotcha. But bus, there w- bus was the trip. The the b- buses were the most inexpensive way to travel. The most economical. Yes. Gotcha. Interesting. That's pretty crazy. I just I googled up, and the first commercial airline mm-hmm. in the United States was in 1926, only a year after Norm was born. So he wouldn't even been seeing commercial no. airline right. available. <laughs> <to anybody. laughs> That's just crazy. Is that in the states or in that? Is that in, Europe? in the United States? Mm. Just in the United States. Yeah, yeah. and that was 1926, just the, man. The first, which first commercial air, yeah. passenger airline. I'm sure the only yeah. the elite were able to. Yeah, you couldn't get a Tesla back then, bro. <laughs> they didn't have them, man. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. So, uh, Norm, you know, you said earlier, my life's an open book. You can ask me anything. And I, I, I don't know the answer to this question. That hence, I'm, I'm going to ask you. Um, and you don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. But were you ever? Ma- did you ever get married? Yeah. Okay. But I was a playboy. Yeah. <laughs> was this? Was, I, well, I, I sounds lo- like fun. <laughs> listen, listen to me. Uh-huh. I love women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't say there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> why, why would there be anything wrong with that? There's nothing wrong I, with that. I like making love. <laughs> <laughs> what? E- man- Wait, Norm. Even after the circumcision, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so That's that was. Awesome. So, are you trying to tell me that that was a short-lived marriage? No, I wasn't short-lived because no. I, I had three kids. Oh, you did have three kids. Yeah, I had three kids. Okay, okay. 
And uh, and so so okay, but you you liked you liked the woman though. I live women. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> th- th- thanks for the warning, Norm. Yeah. I'm gonna keep oh, my wife away from God, you. God, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Nor- Norm, you're not meeting my wife. Oh man. <laughs> so Norm, you know you're well set. You know at at 95 years old, you're well set in your ways. You know I'm sure. You know, um, what's your what's your morning routine like? First of all, I get up and go pee. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> That's a good move, Norm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good move. Are you still an early riser? No. Not anymore? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I like to sleep late. Good for you. You deserve to. Yep. So what do you do after you pee? Try to find something to eat. Mm. There you go. There you go. And get back in bed. <laughs> Chill out, right? <laughs> and, and, unless I go down the post. Okay, and the post uh, being the VFW post. Yeah, it opens. It opens up. At, what time does it open up, Manny? Two. At two. Two. Yeah. At two p.m. So at some point after you're up and about, you make yourself. You make your way down to the post. I try to see. I don't have a car anymore, mm-hmm. so I have to have somebody pick me up and take me down there. Did you have any hobbies that you were like really into that you've carried oh, all along? I played. I played tournament handball. At the Pasadena YMCA for years. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Whoa. Hold any records there? Four, four wall handball. Nice. I was, I was really good. Were you? I was really good. Yeah, handball. You don't you don't meet too many people that, that I, played I handball. Play handball. <laughs> I did. Why are you laughing? You I played did. four wall handball? No, three wall. Oh, three wall. I played three wall handball. No, I played four wall. No, I didn't play. And then they brought in... What's that other game they brought in? Racquetball. Racquetball. And that yeah. did away with handball. Yeah, and then, and then when you want to get really fancy, they called it squash. Yeah. Which I don't get, but they, whatever. They, they did away with handball. Yeah. 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 That went by the way. No, I remember in high school, um, we'd play three wall. Yeah. Concrete handball. And was still I, I, I liked it. It was really, really fun. Four wall, that's next level, though. Four wall is a lot. That ball is going to move around. And yeah, like in racquetball, is going to move yeah, around. I was playing four wall handball. That's cool. So at at what stage in your life, how old were you when you actually fully retired? Oh, God. Well, we can do the math. He said he yeah. was a contractor for like 42 years. Yeah. So after that. I was, a, I was a contractor for 42 years. Yeah. And then you retired after that? After that, yeah. Okay. So in the it's like 30s, 60s. 40s, so. Yeah, like 60s. No. Uh, carry carry, so, carry yeah. the one. Yeah. Carry the one. <laughs> You've been <laughs> retired for a long time, <laughs> uh, like twenty years, probably. And have you always been a member of the VFW, like for decades, or is this a recent thing? No, I joined it as soon as I got out. As soon as you got out, uh, yeah, the, Ameri- the, uh, uh, the American Legion. Yep. And then I transferred to the VFW. To the VFW. So you're you're a, truly a lifetime member. I'm the oldest member there. Yeah. The oldest lifetime member there. At 95. At 95 years old. Right. So, Norm, I'm the only civilian in the room. I've never served. Um, but I've been fortunate enough, you know, growing up with my brothers here, to hear lots of stories and, and vicariously understand, uh, you know, what a serviceman's life is like and what it means to them. But one of the things that I've been fortunate to learn about is this VFW. And I've been to them a couple of times and had amazing experiences there. Um meeting great people, hearing great stories, having great conversations. Um, but what does the VFW mean to you? Because it sounds like it's a integral part of your routine. So you get up, you take your pee, and you get some chow, rest up a little bit, and once the VFW opens up, for the most part, this is a pretty frequent place you go to, right? Yeah, I go there for the, for the people there, and we talk about wars and stuff, oh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And have a good drink, and a lot of friendship. You meet good people like Manny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have met him otherwise, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't have met him. Right, right. That says a lot, right there. No, yeah, it does. But Manuel shared with us on and his. This, this is one of the greatest things ever happened to me right here. Wow, I'm telling you, that's awesome. This is one of the greatest things ever happened to me. And it only t- it only took for you to get into your nineties for that to happen. I know. I wish I had known him a lot earlier. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you mean a lot to him too. 
We yeah. know that he's he speaks. He, he's always you know for as long as he's known you, he's always spoken about you. Oh, I love him, man. Yeah. I'll tell you. Very cool, uh, Mandy. Since you're here, uh, and his wife. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She is. I mean, she's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. There never was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. She is. Uh, Manny, uh, since you know Norm a lot more than we do, is there any particular uh, story or something that Norm's overlooking that we're not we're not keying in on that that uh, Norm should talk about or share, or, or we pretty much hit all the highlights? You, you're gonna make Manuel squat over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you covered most of it. Um, going, you know, he's he he's looking at selling some stuff. So I've sat with him a couple times, and I've been had the great opportunity of going to his house and seeing a lot of his personal stuff that tells a lot about him. But wow. one thing he didn't talk about, he was president of the Dodgers Booster Club. Were you oh, really? Yeah, I he's forgot. got pictures with some of the big best Dodgers. He had as a jacket that was signed. Uh-huh. It's a white jacket All the with signatures. Wally Moon, John Drysdale. No way. Sandy Colfax, yeah. all them people. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Walter Austin. Yeah, all them signatures was on my jacket, and he's got these pictures of him in the infield with all these guys. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So That's Norm, nice. you were the president of the Los Angeles Los Angeles Dodgers Booster Club. No, I belong to it. You belong to it, and and also I threw out the first ball a couple of times. Oh wow! And I I got pictures with me and Walter Austin. They put me on the the board up there on the thing and the whole bit. That's wow. freaking cool. I threw out the first ball, all that kind of stuff. That's very cool. That is really, really cool. Not too many people can say that. I've had a full life, I'm telling you. Mm. If I go tomorrow, I've had it all. Wow. That's a lot. That's a big statement. Uh, that's I a have. very big statement. Yeah, I've had it all. Good. Because from what you're sharing with us, you deserve it. That's cool. That is very cool. So what kind of advice do you have for, well, we're not that young, but for <laughs> for younger people, having lived a full life, like you said, and being at, you know, at the age you are today, any, any particular things you think are really important for people to focus on? The first thing is they got to be totally honest. Mm. You can't, you can't lie to people. Mm. You got to be totally honest. If you don't like somebody, tell them you don't like them. Agreed. If you love them, tell them you love them. You got to be completely honest. And if you are honest in your life, I think you'll be fine. Is is that something you always knew all along or did you yes. learn that as well? I learned that along the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to be honest. Well, I think that the environment you were in when you were growing up, um, that's kind of all you had. It's being straight. You got to be honest. Yeah, be straight. What would be a second thing if there was one? Don't don't dislike people. Really, even if they wrong you. Even if they wrong you, don't dishonest. Don't 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 put them down. There there must have been a reason mm-hmm. for them to do that. Mm. And if there wasn't a reason for them doing that, then just. Throw it to the side. But if it happens again, then you have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm. At that point, you deal with it. Yeah, you deal with it at that point. But the first time around, don't always jump and want to get a gun or Mm -hmm. something to hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the main thing. Try to love everybody. And if you learn to love everybody, the Lord will reward you in the long run. I'm telling you. Mm. The Lord will reward you. So you're 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 a God fearing man. Oh God, yes, I pray every day. Hmm. Is how is that uh, played a role in your life? You know, having been to war and having you know dealt with all the prejudice, is that do you do? Would you say that that was that that played a role in a, in your life or not? Yes, it did. I I talk to the Lord all the time. Mm. I feel the same way. I when, think I, when, I was on, when I was on guard duty, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. I was on guard duty and I was in the tower. <laughs> and I'd look out over the Pacific Ocean mm-hmm. and I'd say, Monrovia's right over there. 
I know it's over there. <laughs> and if this ship sinks, the Lord and I are going to swim there. Mm. He'll get me there. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. And that uh, that helped me get me through the war. Gave you hope. Gave me hope through the war. Yeah. Mm. Man. Mm. Do you th- did you find that you had to rely on that that faith and that hope for a while? Yes. I mean, th- that was kind of like the only thing that was going to maybe get you through that. That was helping me. Yeah. Besides, sometimes fight, all you had. Besides right? fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you can count on uh, you can count on yourself and the Lord. Right. That's right. Awesome. Mm. Well, man. I feel I feel like I need a drink after the after hearing Norm's stories. Well, uh, well fortunately, I've been drinking the whole time. And, and you know one thing, I have against Marines. Uh oh, uh oh, here it comes, here it comes. Norm, I thought you said, Norm, I thought you said you had to love everybody, not take shots at everybody. I, I didn't say that. I, I didn't say I didn't love Marines. Okay, you t- okay? So what is it, Norm? You, you can love somebody and talk I'm, shit about I'm, them. I'm just saying. What's that? The only thing I had against Marines was. They forgot something. What's that? They forgot that the Navy took their asses over there and brought their asses back. <laughs> and without the Navy, the reason wouldn't be shit. <laughs> not, not so much as even a thank you, huh, Norm? Not even a thank you. And, and they don't give us no credit whatsoever. <laughs> oh, that's freaking funny. That's freaking funny. You know, there, there's a little... I know it's a... It's, you know... We say it in a humorous, joking way, but think, at the same time, think think about it. Yeah, tell me the last time you heard a marine say something nice about the navy. Well, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I told you the other day, the navy is the greatest Uber drivers we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and, 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 and they're pretty good. They're pretty decent cooks too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're damn good cooks. <laughs> oh shit, that is funny, man, Norm. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I'm going to tell you something else. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. I, I, I appreciate so much you coming you down here. You guys are fantastic. Thank a- you, and sir. And let me tell you something. Don't make this the last time we get together, the four of us. Oh, no. no. Right, you guys come down the post. Hell yes. And oh, yeah. I'll buy you guys a drink or whatever. Yes. Oh, we'll, we'll be we'll buying buy you some. We'll be buying you we'll some. We'll be buying you right. some. Okay. But, but yeah, I look forward to chatting with you again at, yeah. down at the post. You guys come down the post. Absolutely. And I, I'm so glad I met you guys. I really am. The pleasure's ours. Yeah. And when, when Manny told me about this, He'll tell you I jumped at it, didn't I, Manny? You did. I didn't pull back what, what whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I told him, "Yeah, let's do it." Well, honestly, we're the ones who are thankful because you cannot uh, make up the kind of um, experiences that you have had, and for you to be willing to to sit here and share with us and be like you said, most important thing is be honest, and you've been honest the whole time. You can tell in everything that you say. Um, you know, every time Leo and I do anything, um, you know, we with a, a guest here, we we learn. That's one of the greatest gifts that this process is for us. And uh, you taught me a lot today, man. See this guy right here? Yeah. When he told me about this, he'll tell you I jumped at it, didn't I? That's awesome. Appre- much appreciate. I'll do anything for him. Yeah. I believe you. Anything. I believe you. It's very, very, uh, very evident. You you love you love him a lot. Oh, I love him a lot. Yep. Yep, that's yes, awesome. Well, again, Norm, thank you very much. You're welcome. You, you're, we, you're stopping now? Yes. Oh, geez, <laughs> this is what this guy does. <laughs> this is this guy. Yeah, but, um, you know, I won't say goodbye to you because we'll, there'll be other times we're going to meet off the mics. Okay. And, and we'll, yes. we'll have much more stories to tell. Hell okay. Yes. All, All right. right. If, if you ever want me back, let me know. Absolutely. Whoa. Yes, sir, of course. Absolutely. We, we would appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. And, folks, until next time. Salute. Salute. Uh, salute. Salute.